The following audio is from White River Christian Church. More information about White River is available on the WRCC mobile app or at wrcc.org. So about 20 years ago, I was on a mission trip in Panama, and uh, there were a few other pastors on the trip with me, and Dan Crosley was a former missions pastor who taught me so much. So he started at White River on staff in January of 99, and I started in November of 99, and uh, I had no idea um, what I had no idea about. I had so much to learn. Dan was my mentor. I called him so many times. He's since passed away in 2017. I miss him dearly, but he taught us so much. And one thing he taught us was to be flexible on mission trips, but also that no matter what the mission partner put in front of you as a meal, they went to great extent, great sacrifice to give you their very best, and you had to at least eat some of it. Even if you, you didn't recognize it or look strange or you didn't know it or didn't smell like food you were used to eating, you had to eat some of it. And so I'm at uh, Juan Rodriguez's house who started the mission that we've been involved with in Panama for two or three decades. He's since passed away as well. And his wife and his daughter and son-in-law continuing the ministry. You'll get to meet, meet a couple of them next weekend, actually. But we're at his house, and we go into his house, and he offers us some food, and I grab a banana, and I open it up, and the end of it is covered in tiny little ants. So some of you remember Rod Idle, maybe not many of you. He was sitting next to me. I looked at that, and I looked at him. We both thought the same thing what Dan Crosley taught us, and he whispers to me, just eat it. So I'm like, oh. I close my eyes, I chomp off this banana, ants are crawling on my mouth. He laughs hysterically. He tells Juan, Juan about falls off the chair, he laughs so hard. Those guys tease me mercilessly for years about that moment. So the relationships that we develop with mission partners, so many fun memories. But Juan Rodriguez, he shared the message of Jesus Christ because of what we sang earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish, will not die, but has eternal life. Their life has changed forever if they accept and believe in Jesus Christ. And Juan believed that with every fiber in his being. That's why he would take canoes up the river and up little streams and follow it until there was a hut. And then he would find the villages and he would find kids that didn't have a school. And go to the Department of Education and said they need a school. And they would say, there aren't kids there. They said, yeah, there are. Here's the names. You need to provide a teacher. I'll provide the school, you provide a teacher. He loved so deeply because he understood God's love for him, and he had to share that. And as we develop relationships with our mission partners, uh, there's just a relationship that develops over time that I long for all of you to at least taste a little bit. Melissa Dixon, our own connections coordinator that you'll see out the lobby behind the desk and, and just does an amazing job. She got to go to Panama this past summer. Listen to what she has to say about it. I'm Melissa, and I served on a mission team in Panama. I actually have Crohn's disease, so I've never been able to go on a mission trip because my Crohn's has held me back. But this time, God just told me that it was my time to go and to trust in Him. I was actually also four weeks post-op from having my thumb reconstructed, but I knew this was the time, and God allowed me to go. My day of Panama would be that we would get up, we would have breakfast, we would head to the village that we were serving in, we would do VBS, love on the children, we'd play games with the children, and then I would move over to the school and grab a hammer or whatever else anybody would let me grab. Something I will always remember about this trip is it was just God-filled 
and just my faith grew tremendously. This bracelet is um, was made by the local people there. It was given to us by Yolanda and Jared. It says David's Well, which is the mission partner, and I just keep it on every day as a reminder of the people. One of the most amazing times in the day would be at the end of the day when we would all gather together and someone would give their devotional for the day. The children would gather around and they loved to sing the hymns with us. They would gather around us with flashlights and at the end we would teach them English. Some of the boys would say, so good, so good. And then one of them turned it into, so great. And it was just so nice that they have nothing and they say so good. I have definitely changed as a person since this trip. I am just grateful for every day and everything that God has given us here in the States. The people of Panama have nothing and we, we are just so blessed here. So after 20 years of going to Panama and probably over a couple hundred members of White River that have gone on trips, thousands and thousands of souls have been committed to Jesus Christ and relationships have been developed. And, and I learned a line from uh, someone that can say something better than me. I, I find most times someone else can say it better than I can, so I just unashamedly steal it from someone else. So Keith Stewart, in his book, We Were Wrong, he was so right when he said, it's not need that fuels mission, it's love. There's needs all around the world. So many needs we could meet. But once you develop a loving relationship, once you understand God's love for you, and you make a loving connection with someone in that mission field, boy, that just, that fuels you. That just drives you. And we're going to give all of you the opportunity to step in and engage in some way today. But I'm going to need the help of the Holy Spirit for sure. As you learn, he causes the growth. So let's pray right now, and then we'll get into it. Great God, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this privilege or this honor. God, this, this seat. I get to sit in, God, that um, I don't deserve and I'm inadequate on my own. But with you, dear God, I know we can do amazing things. So lead us, Father, to reach our community, to reach the world with a saving message of Jesus Christ. Help us not to be ashamed, Lord. Help us not to be timid. Help us not to just rest in our, our worlds of comfort and luxury, but to understand that there's a world that's dying without you, that desperately needs you. Speak through me today, Father. Praise in Jesus' name, amen. So you may have noticed that there's uh, some smaller people in here. Kids, let me hear a hello from you. Can you say hello? One, two, three. All right, good job. You have a sheet, right? And we're going to be walking through this sheet. You're going to learn what a missionary is. It's someone who goes and tells other people about Jesus. So where can you be a missionary? You can be a missionary to your classroom. There's kids in your class that don't know Jesus. You can talk to them about Jesus. You can invite them to church. Your parents, and you can ask your parents about this, they can be missionaries at work. You can be missionaries in the community, through the food pantry, and overseas. We have these missionaries that were with us today that do missionary work in other countries, but it also happens locally. We're going to talk about why we have international missions. We're going to talk about how we can get involved. And so maybe you're wondering, you know, why do we have international missions. And I'm, I'm glad that you asked because God commanded that we do. Jesus tells us to go. So kids, you got a flag in your packet, right? Pull your flag out. All you kids, pull your flag out right now. Wave it really high. I want to see those flags. Where are they all? All right. So every one of these flags represents a country. Now I want you to know in every one of those countries, there are people that don't know about Jesus. So we want people everywhere to hear about Jesus. We can't go to every country, but we can go to a lot of countries. You can see on the card that your parents got, 
We go to a lot of different countries. We're going to continue doing that. And I want you guys to pray for these people in other countries that don't know about Jesus. So we're going to talk about engagement. All right, kids, engagement. And I think this may be one of the, the clearest messages that I ever teach because I'm talking to children. And I know I learn best when someone talks to me like I'm in about the third or fourth grade. And so we're going to do that today. So there's three steps, children and adults, that we can take to get engaged. We can pray, we can send, and we can go. So we're going to start talking about how we can pray for other people and why we do that. So kids, on the back of your sheet, and this is helpful too, the top blanks on the, on, on the back of the sheet are P-R-A-Y. Adults, that's pray. P-R-A-Y, need to pray for our mission partners. Now, why would we pray for mission partners? Why would we pray for people that we're sharing Jesus with? Well, let me explain. Paul gives a pretty clear picture in 1 Corinthians, and then in Jesus talks to us about it in Mark. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 7 to 8 says this. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. So I learned many years ago that there's nothing I can do, there's nothing a man or woman can do to change another human heart. Oh, we try, and we can plant the seed, the message of Jesus Christ, teach them the word. I remember in student ministry, and, and Hannah knows this well, and Lance, you guys know Lance, our campus pastor here, was student pastor for eight years here at White River. I've tried so hard to teach high school kids about Jesus and their, their need for his forgiveness and, and their understanding of God as a creator. And finally, I get to the end of the rope. I just kind of throw my hands up and say, God, I, I don't know what else to do. And many times I've heard him whisper in my heart, thank you. Thank you. I can do my work. We do the planting. We do the watering. He causes the growth. Listen to what Jesus says in Mark 4, verses 26 to 29. And I encourage you to follow along. You can follow along on your, on your phones or in the Bibles in the pews in front of you. If you don't have a Bible, you can take that Bible home with you. This is a New Living Translation, Mark 4, verses 26 to 29. It says, Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows. And this is key. But he does not understand how it happens. He doesn't understand how it happens. Verse 28, the earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. So like the farmer, we plant seeds. We tell people about Jesus. We, we try to water. We encourage, and, and we, we try to explain the truth of the Bible and how it relates to people's lives. But we can't cause the growth. So when someone accepts Jesus Christ, someone gets excited and has a hunger for the word and wants to tell other people, we don't really understand how that happens. Likewise, maybe this is even harder for family members. When we share the message of Jesus and, and we beat our heads against the wall and they don't accept Jesus and they don't come to that place, we don't understand why they don't accept Jesus either. Only God can do that work and they have to open up their heart to let the Holy Spirit work. But we need to pray because we don't do that work. We can't cause that to happen. So we have, have to ask God to give strength to our missionary partners and also to soften the hearts of those people that are receiving. So I sent Sarah Mitchell, our communications director, 
couple pages of, of gibberish and information about all our mission partners. I'm like, can you make this look pretty so people can maybe understand how many partners we have and, and where they are? And she came up with this amazing card. And just for a bonus, put it on Spanish on the back. Amazing. So these are our partners. And some of these countries even represent a couple of partners. So part of every dollar you give goes to support these mission partners. And we need you to pray for them. That's something everybody can do. Kids, hold your parents accountable. Everybody that believes in Jesus should be praying to God at some point. Everybody should step in and take this challenge to pray for at least one mission partner. You could pray for Valentine and Luba by name. Here they are. I encourage you to do that. But I want to give you another step. I want you to take out your phone right now. And if you don't have the White River Christian Church app, you can download that app wherever you download your apps. I've said this a hundred times. If I said it once, you can text app to 317-699-4466. But I want you seriously to take your phone out right now. We're going to take some time to do this. Go to the White River app. And uh, you might need to refresh, but popping to the top should be a picture of Joey in Kenya, someone that went on a Kenya trip earlier, and you can click on Engage in Missions. You click on that blue button, and a form should come up where you can put your first name, your last name, your location. Here is WRCC Noblesville. I think we know that. And the first option there is to pray. You have an option to commit to praying, sending, and going. You can do one to three of these. If you click pray, I'm telling you that, and then you hit submit at the upper right-hand corner, you'll be added to a group where I promise you I won't send you at most one email a month just to send you a prayer update. But I want you to know that in case you think, I'll go insane if I get one more email. I can't can't do that. This is between you and God. I want people to pray for mission partners so they learn the power of that loving relationship. I want you to know that there are people around the world that we support that you can be praying for and should be praying for. So you click that option to pray, and uh, we'll keep you posted on what's happening on a regular basis. But as you continue to do that, you can't pray for someone and not develop a relationship. It's impossible. So kids, as you have those flags, I want you to pray for a missionary in the country of the flag that you have. So find out what country that is and pray for somebody in that country that's a missionary. We can help you with that if you need to make that connection. But keep in mind that as you pray for those people, you develop a relationship. Again, it's not the need in that country that's going to fuel the mission. That'll last for a while. Be passionate about that for a while, but that will go away. It's the love for that person. It's the relationship that will fuel that mission. So the next engagement option is to send. So kids, once you put that on the back of your sheet, this middle blank with the four blanks, S-E-N-D, You can send. You can help send other people on mission trips, even if you don't go yourself. Now, why would we help send people? Well, again, I'm glad you asked. Paul tells us in Romans. Romans 10, verses 9 to 10 and 14 to 15. Again, if you go there on your phones or in uh, your Bible, you can follow along with me. Romans 10, verses 9 to 10 and then 14 to 15. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? 
That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. We need more people with beautiful feet. I don't know about you all, but I, I think my feet are pretty ugly. Kids, I don't know if you think your, your feet are beautiful, but the Bible says they are if you're bringing the message of Jesus Christ. If you're bringing the message of forgiveness of sins and salvation through Jesus Christ to other people, it says you have beautiful feet, and we need more people with beautiful feet. So I want to give you the opportunity to help other people have beautiful feet. The second option on the app again is send. Now you may not know this, but most people that go on mission trips, they send out support letters. So it's expensive to go to Kenya, Tanzania, Poland, Panama, the flights, the transportation, the food, the lodging, the supplies to build things, to renovate buildings in some of these mission fields. It's not cheap. So most people send out support letters and they ask people to support them. Will you please pray for me? Here's what I'm doing. Will you please support me financially because I want to go, but I don't quite have enough money to, to support all the financial needs. So people will send $10, $25, $50, $100, sometimes more. I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you're not at a place yet where you feel like you can go on a trip or maybe there's some health concerns that will prevent you from going. If you click on that option and hit submit, You'll be added to a list of people that will receive support letters from people from White River that are going to go on mission trips. So you can choose to pray for them, and that's fantastic. You can also prove you can choose to support them financially. Now, we'll monitor that. I'll be looking over that. We don't want anybody to be inundated, and, uh, but we want you to have the opportunity to support someone and to send someone else. Now, you may be going on a trip yourself and still feel like, well, I have the resources to go on a trip, and I'd love to support other people. Nothing's going to stop you from doing that. So I would encourage you to please consider sending someone else. That would be a, a powerful opportunity. You know, as you send someone else and you pray for them and you invest them financially, you're just naturally going to want to know who that person is, hopefully meet them, what country they're going to. And again, that relationship will develop because it's not need that fuels mission. It's love. It's that relationship. Now, kids, how can kids help? This past summer, as Hannah mentioned, VBS, they raised a ton of money. They had lemonade stands, they did chores, they sold things in garage sales, and they raised a bunch of money to help send people and supplies to Kenya that truly, truly made a huge difference. So love fuels our prayers. It fuels our sending of other people. But also fuels our going. So maybe you've thought for a long time, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go on a mission trip someday. And someday never comes. And then COVID comes and the, the trip shut down for a while. Well, that's our third option is to go. Now, why, why would we go? Why would someone go on a mission trip? And kids, back your sheet. Don't let me sneak that by you. Last blank, G-O. Go. Make sure you fill that out. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, it's called the Great Commission. This is what Jesus says. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. But it doesn't stop there. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So in addition to going, we don't just go to a local place or, or to a place overseas and, and pull out. We want to make sure, ideally, that there's people that live there that continue to teach and to disciple and to baptize the people that are there. Jesus says, going is great, but that's not the end of the story. Our people need to continue to grow and to learn 
how to live the Christian life and live to be more like Jesus. And as we learn more about our mission partners, um, I have to tell you that, that I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time, to be able to share this with you, to share about our partners, share about the opportunities we have. Many of you know Scott Alexander was on staff with us for a while, and as, as I stepped into this international missions role, we were talking about just the, the lack of understanding that our staff, our elders, our people have our mission partners. We have a lot of mission partners. How do we communicate this? And I had to be vulnerable and transparent with them. I said, you know, with, with wanting to, to share that from up front and, and through different um, opportunities to communicate, I said, I just don't know what to do. So we started talking about opportunities, how we can do this. Last year, we had five mission partners coming. We have these mission partners here. We got Tom and Sheila Anderson up at Hamilton North. We've got three more mission partners coming in the next four or five weeks. And uh, I'm so excited about this, but I want you to take these partner names and locations and this mission prayer card, and I pray you stick it in a place that's visible on your refrigerator or on your bathroom counter. I, I pray that it's there until it turns yellow. Just feel like I want us to know who our mission partners are. I want us to support them. I want us to take that step to get engaged. And uh, not on my watch will we not be aware of the mission partners that we have. Will we not be engaged in some way? So there's no excuse for you not to step in, at least pray. Maybe help someone send and maybe even to go. Jesus commands that we don't just go locally, but that we go literally to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Because some of you may be timid, you may be afraid. I don't like to fly. I don't like going to other cultures. I don't want to eat the food that, that might be there. It says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. It's like Noblesville, Hamilton County, the Midwest, and even in the most remote regions. Years ago, we put a well in a synod. I went to go check on that well years ago. On the way there, we had wild giraffes cross the road. I'm not even kidding. You talk about remote regions and the ends of the earth. We have people that are supported in the most remote regions in the ends of the earth. And God may be calling you there. He may be calling you to step into that. So you can click go on the app. That's the third option. Click go, hit submit, and you'll be added to a group, and we'll communicate with you the trips that are opportunities. You're not committing to anything. You're just saying I'm remotely interested in learning a little bit more about the mission fields that we're involved in. There's a meeting next Sunday after each service to learn more about mission trips. You can also talk to people in the lobby, some mission trip leaders for the mission trips of 2023. We have those planned and cost estimates already put together. If you are remotely thinking about going on a trip, I want to seriously encourage you to do that. So as I think about the relationships we have with other mission partners and, and just how deep some of those go, uh, I think back to this past summer. I was in Kenya. And when you look up in the skies in Kenya, I mean, you don't just see stars, you see galaxies. Those of you that have been to a third world country where there's no light contamination, just amazing the stars you can see. And we heard tales, true tales, of men who killed lions with spears when they were in the early to mid-teens. That was part of the rite of passage as a man for the Maasai tribesmen. They would go out and, and kill lions and, and we developed relationships. We laughed and uh, we heard about all kinds of different things they did in their culture. But then we also talked about the 20 churches that we support, and how only two of those men had gone through an eighth grade education in school. None of them had gone beyond that. None of them are paid. Every Sunday they get up, take their motorcycles to remote areas, and they walk to places and they preach. 
So we have a pastor's training. They're, they're hungry for that kind of thing. But it's that love that fuels the mission. It's not need that fuels the mission. They're sending me texts through WhatsApp of the severe drought in Kenya right now. Huge need. But it's the love that fuels that mission. I had a video meeting with Hermann Swart from Germany last week. He had a winter jacket on. And he said, you must have central heat in your church. I said, yeah, don't you? He said, we do. He said, but we don't have it on right now because it's two or three times as expensive as it was. Last year, we didn't turn it on at all in protest to the Russian fuel sources. He said, you're, you're in Germany. He's not in the Bahamas, people. He said, how cold did it get there? Well, it was coldest was one or two degrees Celsius, which is 34, 35, in their house. And they have children. So the mission's lead team decided this past week to increase their support a little bit and also challenge them to find more support so they can possibly, he said that's common there. And so when we think about stepping out of our comfort zones and maybe eating some food we don't like or going on a plane trip, I don't want to lay too, too thick of a layer of guilt on, but there are people struggling all around the world. And I think us getting a little uncomfortable is probably okay to step in and bring them word of encouragement and support them in some powerful ways. So kids, I want you to draw a picture of yourself on a plane. And you have to be 16 or older to go on international trips, but I want you to imagine one day, maybe you'll go on a mission trip with us, and I want you to write a name of someone that you know, kids, that doesn't believe in Jesus right now. And that's someone that you can reach out to and that you can care for. You know, we had someone in our midst that went to Kenya this past summer. And uh, she's been there before, and her heart just continues to grow. I want you to hear the story of Joy Rex and the opportunity she had to go on a mission trip. Hi, my name is Joy, and I served on a mission trip to Kenya. Leading up to the trip, I saw God really push me into using a lot of gifts He's given me through teaching, and I was given the opportunity to speak at the church that we went to um, and preach. Um, and I was really anxious at first, but when I just sat down and started writing about the woman at the well in John 4, I felt such a strong connection to that story that I can relate to. To hear feedback from Fred and my mom um, was just very big and important to, for me to realize and just comfort that I can do this um, in my future, and this is what I want to do in my future. God really gave me that comfort with being able to challenge myself, which is what I wanted to do. One of my favorite parts of the trip was probably the Thursday night, we um, were in the bush in Narak at camp. We just finished our first day and we invited the teachers over for dinner. We brought glow sticks and s'mores um, from the U.S. to there and it was their first time ever seeing and tasting both of those things. To see their reactions to having a s'more and uh, passing it around and getting sticks and stuff and just talking about the fire. Um, it was just very like relational and very cool. My family and I have been sponsoring a girl since 2013 and we got to spend all morning with her. We've never been able to just spend time with a student, let alone one of our sponsor children. That was very special and a really big blessing to just have that time with Liz. So that was a great way to start the trip and just knowing that comfort that God is just gonna move. Going on these trips has really changed my perspective. More so just that attitude change that 
we have and um, the Kenyans have over there, um, they just are always happy and joyful. And coming back here, I've realized a lot of my friends have pushed back on uh, me talking about God, and that's really just encouraged me to live more like the people in Kenya and to have that fire for God all the time. All right. There's about 30 schools that are part of this uh, Missions of Hope International, and then there's even many more schools in the bush. But uh, the one that Joy talks about is Liz, because her and her family have supported her for so long. There's such a huge need, but it's not need that fuels mission. It's love. So until you step in and get engaged, take a step of action, I think you're going to miss the point. Kids, I have one more step for you to take. The kids team has got these incredibly cool scratch-off cards. So this is in your packet. You have a penny. Scratch that gold circle off, and there will be a challenge for you to take a step of action to engage, to participate, to be involved with missions. This one says, learn three things about a WRCC missionary. Pray for them. I think there's about two dozen different challenges, so I encourage you to do that. And uh, parents, everyone in here, as you think about what you can do, you can at least pray. Please take that card if you didn't click the button. Andrew Smiley is preaching up at Hamilton North, and uh, we're praying for 500 people to click that pray button so we can have more people engaged. If you, if you do that, I encourage you also to help send someone. Even if it's just a tiny bit, or if you just pray for them, click that button. You can go. If you didn't click that button, you can talk to people in the lobby. The mission trip leaders are out there. We'd love for you to engage with a trip in somewhere. I promise that your life will not be the same.